unidentifiable flying object. <laughs> UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be one thing. A UFO. everybody welcome to another episode of ufo no the show that separates science fact from science fiction the best that we can thank you all for coming along another journey what do i got for you today you're asking what do i got for you today what is going to be held within the contents of this episode it is none other than the philadelphia experiment and a gentleman by the name of al balik we're going to go in deep Deep to the Philadelphia experiment, a tale that is wrapped in a conspiracy and cloaked in mystery, filled with twists and turns and unique characters. Al Balick being one of many. And it's a crazy story. Crazy, this thing. You know, I had no idea because uh, I knew about the movie, which uh, if, uh, you know, 80s campy sci-fi low-budget film, uh, Philadelphia Experiment, which apparently got more right than they even realized or meant to. So we're going to go in deep. But before we do, please help grow the show by sharing this episode and whichever of your favorite episodes you might have. You can also, if you feel so inclined to, leave a review. That helps as well. I want to thank everybody that has left a review. If you leave a new review, I will make sure and read it. And I'm going to go through and do a recap of all my reviews, which uh, I thank you all so much. So far, all five stars. I appreciate that very much. So if you're going to leave a review, make sure it's a five star. If it's a, If you feel like it's a one star, Let's do a few more episodes. Let let that love build up a little bit more and then splash that big motherfucker up there as a five star. Yeah? Thank you. Uh, as well, another way you can help grow the show, if you love the show so much and you really want to invest in the show and its future, you can go on to patreon.com slash UFO no podcast and you can actually monetarily help support me. By doing so, at the, you know, there's a couple of low tier. There's a low tier. You could just get in there, throw a dollar at me. Thank you very much. Or if you want a little bit more, you go it. No matter what you buy into on Patreon, you're going to get an ad-free experience. Totally. Ad-free. No ads except for this shit. But otherwise, no ads. Because on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, da, 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 I got I got some ads in there like Clarkson CBD Co. Go shop. ClarksonCBDCo.com, use promo code UFO No Podcast, or no, UFO No, all one word, just that one, not the podcast, and you can save 10%. But right now, they got a big deal going on right now. We got a big deal. You uh, From the 20th to the 1st of this month, being December, you're going to get a whole, there's going to be a big two-year anniversary Christmas sale going on the website, so make sure to go on there. Shop online, ClarksonCBDCo.com. Thank you all very much. As well as, if you want to help support Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company, I'm a cannabis fan. Some of you I know, I'm sure, are. And if you are and you want a nice, balanced experience and you're a Washington resident, go into your local Washington retailer and ask for Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. You will not regret it. 
telling you, balanced experience, amazing, beautiful. Anyways, those are all the ways you can help support and grow the show. But hey, just listening and sharing, that is a big thing, and I appreciate and love you all. Um, I would love to hear from every single one of you. So if you want to text me, 208-790-8226, that number will be changing eventually. You can reach out to me. I want to believe, and I will get back to you. Or you can just go on our Facebook page, UFO No Podcast. You can reach out there. All kinds of ways. But hey, thanks for listening. Let's get into the episode, shall we? All right, y'all. So here's the great one, okay? The Philadelphia Experiment took place during... World War II and has been linked to time travel as far into the future as the 28th century with claims of people being phased out of existence, alternative timelines, and deadly secret projects. Now, this has been officially labeled, of course, a hoax, a conspiracy theory. But if it's true, if it's true, it confirms that the government is not only experimenting, but it has been utilizing invisibility and teleportation for more than 70 years. Now, I mentioned earlier uh, the 1984 film, The Philadelphia Experiment, which crazily enough, it was the release of this film that apparently unlocked the uh, repressed memories of one Al Balick and once again, he's a very interesting character in this tale. So, but before we go into that, what is the Philadelphia Experiment? For those of you that are not familiar, we're going to go into a little bit of background. First of all, the reason why the uh, supposed experiment even existed and got started. So in 1942, there was close to 1,000 U.S. and Allied ships uh, submarines and uh, not submarines, but battleships that were sunk by the German submarines. So to combat this, Allied forces created smaller, what's called escort destroyers that were faster and more easily controlled and became a new real threat to these German submarines. Well, one of these was called the USS Eldridge, which was said to be invisible to enemies. Now, at the time, there was a technique that was called degaussing or degaussing or something like that. But what it involved is it manipulated the electromagnetic field around the ship. And this, some say, allowed the or it did allow the ships to become invisible on radar. But a lot of people claim that the technology on the Eldridge specifically was way beyond just radar invisibility that it actually made the ship literally invisible to the naked eye. So these same people believe that the smartest minds at the time, including Albert Einstein, was involved in working on this device that made this ship supposedly invisible. Um, and actually, it has been confirmed that Einstein did indeed was employed at least with the U.S. Navy at the time and therefore could have easily worked on this project. Now, these same people believe that this Philadelphia experiment 
um, was based on, or at least the uh, the device that they worked on was deve- uh, uh, was based on the stolen papers of none other than Nikola Tesla, who coincidentally or not coincidentally had died only months earlier in the same year, 1943. So uh, his paperwork and notebooks supposedly or apparently contained theories um, and work that led to this, uh, that in fact was based around time travel experiments, uh, incredible stuff. And we actually, there's a lot of theories that, that show that the CIA confiscated these through the FBI only hours after his death and that the, the CIA's time travel experiments were based on these notes and papers. Now the story goes that of the Philadelphia experiment. So that's the history. That's the background. So the actual story of the experiment itself goes like this with just a small skeleton crew on board the USS, what was it? Eldridge and some high ranking officials in the area that were supposedly watching this device upon switching the device on that they were using the entire ship was swallowed up by a strange green fog and moments later the entire ship including the crew vanished with a flash of blue light and then reappeared 200 miles away in norfolk virginia now what's interesting is that it stayed there for 10 full minutes in full view of everyone then disappeared again from norfolk and reappearing back in philadelphia When it reappeared, the claims are that the crew was suffering from extreme nausea. Some had gone completely mad. And rumors were that these men that were maybe not the ones suffering from nausea, but certainly the ones that had gone mad were secretly placed in asylums and their families were told that they had been lost at sea. I want to take just a moment to talk about CBD. CBD works as a very powerful anti-inflammatory, and I'm sure a lot of you have met someone who's used it or know a family member who's using CBD to relieve pain, anxiety, and the truth is it does all of those things. Helps relieve pain, reduce and prevent inflammation, as well as relieving anxiety and stress on top of improving quality of life. So if you're looking to try CBD for the first time or get into something new and you want some answers, Clarkston CBD Company is where you want to go. Little plates I help manage uh, as well as educate people as to the benefits and products that can work for them. Check us out online, ClarkstonCBDCo.com. Shop online, reach out on Facebook, Clarkston CBD Company, and back to the show. Crazily enough, These were the lucky ones. Other members were said to be embedded into the ship itself, like the molecules had split and then reformed together. Others were victims of what was called freezing, like fading out of existence, like a hologram that was losing power. Think of like Marty McFly in the Back to the Future movies when uh, he's not making the right decisions and he's starting to phase in and out like that. So, Apparently, this was all covered up 
But how did the info get out? This is where we bring in conspiracy theorist and author Morris J or Morris K. Jessup, who released a book in 1955 called The Case for the UFO. Now, this also also enters into our story. Carlos Alande, also known as Carl Allen. Now, the following year after Jessup wrote his book, The Case for the UFO, he received a letter from this guy, Carl Allen, uh, or Carlos Alande is what he was under, uh, regarding Einstein's unified field theory. According to the information that he had, that Alande had, This theory had been not only studied, but had been used by the U.S. Navy and was the basis for the Philadelphia experiment. Now, Alande also claimed that he was a part of a crew, the crew on a neighboring ship called the SS Andrew Fernseth, and that he had witnessed the entire Philadelphia experiment take place. Now, around the same time, Jessup went to the office of Naval Research to do more research. And when he arrived there, a Navy officer handed him a copy of his own book. And when he opened it, he saw notes throughout the entire thing. And it looked as though there were three different people, as in three different styles of handwriting, that had, that had done this. And eventually, he referred to them as A and B and Jemmy. That doesn't really come into play at all ever throughout the rest of the story, but that's what happened. So they had made corrections to his work in the book. And one of the handwriting styles because of the letter that he recognized was Alande's. So theories are that within these notes within Jessup's book, that the notes contained information about the Philadelphia experiment and suggested that Albert Einstein had not only finished his unified field theory, but that they had started utilizing it and that he was not ready for it. So in 1959, Jessup... Now, I kind of covered this in a previous episode a little bit, very briefly, about some untimely deaths of UFO researchers, and Jessup's name came up. Um, But this is kind of the story into how that all took place. So in 1959... Jessup had come to a breakthrough point in his research and reached out to a fellow scientist by the name of Manson Valentine, Dr. Manson Valentine. So he wanted to discuss his work with Dr. Valentine. Uh, So they were arranging a time to meet. However, shortly after this, he was found dead, not Valentine, but Jessup, was found dead with a tube from his exhaust to his vehicle. Of course, it was ruled a suicide, but the people that knew him and knew his work believed there was foul play afoot and that they stated that he had been trying to contact Dr. Valentine before his apparent suicide and that on his final phone call, according to Dr. Valentine, he had said he was on to something big regarding, they believe, the truth around the Philadelphia experiment and probably beyond. So this is where things get even more confusing. Okay. So including to, or or, uh, according to Alande, he stated that he, at this point, after the suicide of Jessup, 
he claimed that he had made the entire story up, then flopped, and then claimed later that he was actually telling the truth all along. Well, this caused, of course, discrediting the entire account, everything. So the research stopped. Um, and, it, you know, it had come out that Alande was a fake. He was an opportunist. Jessup had committed suicide. And so there was no, it was, it was, uh, the trail had gone cold, as it were. Until, that is, the 1984 low-budget film, The Philadelphia Experiment, where, as I had stated before, the creators and writers of this film were closer to the truth than they ever realized, uh, I, I guess, because, maybe, but maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they did it on purpose. Enter Al Balak. This story is crazy, but I love it. After watching the amazingly low-budget Philadelphia Experiment, which if you have not seen, you, you should go see it. It's painfully 80s. But after watching this, the sci-fi masterpiece, <laughs> he claims that he started to experience memories of his life that he claimed was intentionally hidden from him. And here we go. Now, according to Balak, he was actually Ed Cameron, who had served with his brother, Duncan, on the USS Eldridge at the time that the Philadelphia experiment took place. Let me say that again. In 1984... When the movie came out, Philadelphia Experiment, Al Balak is watching the film, who now all of a sudden is rushed with regressed memories of him back in, when did that take place? 1943? Back in 1943, uh, with his brother, Duncan, during the Philadelphia Experiment. Okay. So, And that the ship during the Philadelphia experiment was not simply just transported from Philadelphia to Virginia and then back again 10 minutes later. He claims that the USS Eldridge was actually sent forward in time to 1983. And not only that, but he was thrust into this identity as Al Balak instead of Ed Cameron. So Ed Cameron on the USS Eldridge is brought to 1983 and turned into Al Balak. In a panic, he grabs his brother and they jump over the side of the ship after it's thrust into this, uh, it's, it's sent into 1983 grabs his brother and they they jump over the ship expecting to land in the water however instead they find themselves falling through quote perpetual clouds into nothingness so confused disoriented freaked out they black out or at least al slash ed cameron did blacks out comes to and now they're in a hospital covered in these strange burns. So Balak's story gets even weirder. You ready for this? 
after spending several weeks at this hospital they found themselves in, being treated for apparently radiation burns, they're told that they're actually being uh, they're so, uh, uh, they're being treated for hyperspace burns, burns that they received falling through hyperspace, and that it was actually the year twenty one thirty seven. But it's not over yet. So for reasons that even Al Balick slash Ed Cameron don't know, he's sent even further in time to the year 2749 and claims to have worked as a tour guide for two years. So when I'm when I'm looking at this <laughs> and I'm digging through this, I think, okay. If you're a podcast junkie like me, you've probably thought about starting your own. Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting my podcast has been one of the most fun decisions I've ever made. But it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to start a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout will get your podcast into every major podcasting platform like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You also get a great-looking podcasting website, audio players so you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and the list goes on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat, drink, and breathe it. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it helps support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. You're sent to a time period that you've never been to. And the first thing you do to blend in is become a tour guide. How the fuck does that work? If you don't know where anything is or where you're at. Not only that, we're talking about 1942, supposedly, to the year 2749. And you just pick up a job as a tour guide. Man. Anyways. Okay, so that's the first one that got me, all right? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, that's where you start to question things? Anyways, but tour guide for two years. All right, so now, during this two years, he claims, of being a tour guide, mind you, he claims to learn that the Earth is controlled by a synthetic computer system and that humans live in these floating cities that move around the planet controlled by this computer system. Now, Balik describes this huge, or, or this computer system as a huge crystal that communicates with people telepathically. Think of quantum entanglement, okay? Uh, that's a real scientific theory. For those of you that don't know, I've talked about it a few times. Uh Quantum entanglement is the now known and practiced theory in science of, I believe, charging particles that can be in crystals or whatever, 
separating these charged particles and then being able to transfer data from one place, from one particle to another instantaneously, instantaneously, basically teleportation. Yeah. So he's claiming that they are practicing this quantum entanglement. This crystal is in essence using this telepathically with the people. So he also said that the population of the planet had been reduced to 300 million people intentionally and permanently, apparently. And he said that some people were choosing to live outside of these computer-controlled cities as rebels or some kind of resistance. Now, an interesting factor for me when I was looking at this was the, the, the claim that he makes that no one knew uh, no one knew how or who had built the computers this, this uh, synthetic computer this uh, system synthetic computer system no one knew that he had talked to in this time period no one knew how this these computers were built who had built them or why and the first thing that I thought of was that is a real consequence of erasing history. Think back on if you uh, if you read um, work by people like Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, um, any of the ancient alien, th- a lot of the ancient alien theories anyways. But Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock specifically speak of several civilization ending catastrophes some kind of either uh by asteroid giant giant floods whatever it might be that this has happened numerous times and that is part of the reason why we don't have a full clear history of our existence as humans is because some of the history has been wiped out due to natural causes but then you also have the phenomenon of cultures that conquer other cultures and therefore to as a sign of power as a as a ridiculous um sign of 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 ruling over another culture they destroy the history of that culture that they conquered so through those several things you're going to have a an unclear picture and also you know history is written by the victors so you're going to have a a a a very one-sided view of what took place but that as well as he mentions a real consequence is people erasing history so we have agree with it or don't you have people that are trying to erase certain facts of history now you have ancient cultures that were erasing each other's history as a sign of power, as a as a as a a, a power move. That is a consequence of erasing history, is no one knowing how things got there. Think about we have no idea who built the pyramids. That is a consequence of history being erased at some point for some reason. So when you have, in his case, when you know, real or not, you have him claiming that there's an entire population of people ruled by a computer system that have no no history no 
documented, recorded history of how that took place, by who or when. That's scary. That's scary to me. And that makes me believe that that we are going to run into that. 10,000 years from now, people look back in our culture now, our civilization now. What are they going to think of? Yuck. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. can only imagine what they're going to think. Crazy things. All right, but. So he goes on to say, okay, so after he spends two years being a tour guide, a very poor tour guide, I would imagine, for not having experienced the last thousand years, roughly. Uh, After two years, he says he was suddenly pulled back to 1983, back to his brother Duncan. But apparently, and once again, this is these are confusing tidbits because I'm not really sure how this took place. He doesn't really claim say how it took place, but apparently Ed Cameron was considered a threat to these projects that were going on. Uh, so when they're brought back from 1983, he claims that they are now working with the U.S. government to travel through time, but that Ed Cameron is considered a threat to these projects. And supposedly, Ed Cameron was regressed out of existence into the body of Al Balik. And then they're convinced to travel through time on various missions as Al Balik. Now, he claims that he was sent to Mars to obtain light and dark energy. And another time that he was sent to the year 6037 on a secret mission. And then another time he was sent as far as 100,000 years into the future on a secret mission to a remote research station. All right, so let's take a moment. A lot of his claims are clearly very out there and in my opinion, hard to take seriously. However, he goes on to claim, and something that continues to pop up in accounts of government-related disappearances and cover-ups through all ranges of this, you can look at Richard Kramer, guy who claims to have been kidnapped at 17, spent 20 years in the Mars Space Force, only to be sent back to his body at 17 with all that knowledge, but only after regressed hypnosis. Mm. But we know about things like MKUltra, the implanting of false memories. So there's a few connecting factors. Government, you have military people that through somehow or another are involved with some kind of strange project that then all of a sudden have these weird, crazy accounts of time travel and, and you know, uh, run-ins with strange alien beings and underground bases and all these things. Could this be part of one giant conspiracy to continue to spread disinformation that 
UFOs, aliens are the problem and not government. Are the perpetrators. But let's keep going with Al Balik's story. So, he claims... It's amazing that we live in a time that you can go and shop for cannabis like you do shoes. All kinds of different types and sizes for all types of different individuals. Well, if you're like me and you like a nice, balanced experience with no pesticides, clean, soil-grown craft cannabis, then you want to ask for Hell's Canning Cannabis Company in your local Washington retailer. The reason why is because they use true, live, organic soil recipes, custom-made per strain, per plant, like Mother Nature intended. You can't get any better. So if you want craft cannabis with a balanced experience, ranging from strains like Jesus OG or Acapulco Gold or their own Hell's Cookies, then you want Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Ask for them in your local Washington retailer. And if they don't have it, tell them to talk to me and I'll make sure they get it. Back to the show. That missing children and teenagers in the U.S. are a result of top secret experiments to use them like guinea pigs. Similar to the ones that he was a part of, including a Project Montauk. Now, Project Montauk was a project where they believed that they could send individuals into time forward and backward and that Al Bela claims that this was something that they were doing with himself along with children and teenagers so let's consider a few things let's consider that Microfilm exists going back to the USS Eldridge and the Philadelphia experiment. Microfilm exists showing the USS Eldridge during the entire Second World War. So making the entire theory of the the Philadelphia experiment and the ship going back in time and forward a little shaky. So maybe, like a lot of others that we've looked at, and like I just mentioned with MKUltra, maybe Balik is spreading disinformation and adding tidbits of truth, being that maybe the Philadelphia experiment did take place. But then this whole account of time travel and hundreds of thousands of years in the future and, and you know, going back and spending two years as a tour guide, a, real, a really shitty tour guide, I would imagine, by the way. I can only imagine how pissed off I would be if I'm in my own time and I go travel to an area where maybe I don't know the nuances of uh, new, new, new New York in 2769, but then I've got some shitty tour guide guy that's only been in my time for two years, all of a sudden trying to show me around, making up all these fall. I'd be very upset. Anyways, but... Maybe Balik 
is spreading different disinformation and hiding the truth in these crazy claims of time travel. Which, as we know of the government bastards as they are, is pretty standard procedure. We know that from guys like Richard Doty, who has come forward saying, I was part of the Men in Black program, and our entire mission was to discredit individuals by feeding them disinformation. Information that was based around aliens and extraterrestrials, not government technology. However, if we have the potential for time travel, if it's true that the government, which I, I believe that they, I might not necessarily be sold on the concept of aliens and extraterrestrials. I absolutely believe it is. I, I mean, I am, I am almost 100% convinced it is government. And that they are using the fact that we as a people want there desperately to be more out there. Which I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't things out there. I'm just saying they're not, I don't believe they're here. And if they are, once again, I believe it is through some kind of government technology, whatever the fact that we've been reaching out to space for a long time. That if it is, that it is government that is still making this happen. That it's not it's not a, an alien agenda. Why do they give a fuck about us? So. The potential for them to have this is very, very high. Time travel, the ability to time travel, cloaking. We, I, that is, in my opinion, that is like old news. Active camouflage. We know that exists. We know that does. But time travel. For the last six or so decades. Wouldn't wouldn't they have used it by now? I mean, let, let's let's the atomic bomb. How long had that been around before we used it on another country? And they have time travel and they're not going to use it. No, 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 no. Of course they are. So think about that. How drastically could that affect the world and the way it operates? For the better, of course, but uh, in the wrong hands, absolutely for the worse. In regards to Al Balik and his claims of being Ed Cameron and traveling through hundreds of thousands of years and being a part of the secret missions. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden the campy 1984 movie just sparks memories. That is a little hard for me to swallow. And there's no physical proof that he did any of that. And of course the whole regressed out of existence, uh, thing had they achieved that. He says he, he can only access what his brain allows him to and that those memories have been intentionally hidden from him through the altered state in his mind. Once again, we know, we know 
intelligence agencies have and continue to look at time travel, at mind control, and once again, active camouflage. This is a real thing, and it is very, very close to real invisibility. Now, I'm going to take a real weird turn here, and I'm going to talk about a, a fairly recent situation. Invisibility cloaks are being developed by a Canadian company. And if you know where I'm going with this, awesome. If not, prepare yourself. This Canadian company was connected with a strange death of one Elisa Lamb, who was discovered in a sealed water tank on top of the Cecil or Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, 2013. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a series on Netflix. So, if you're not familiar, I'm going to break down for you. There are a lot of theories as to what happened to her, but one of them is alleged to involve technologies involved with potentially the Philadelphia experiment, but nonetheless by this Canadian company. The Invisible Light Company was apparently operating out of a room at the Cecil Hotel at the same time that Lamb was staying there. And apparently she had interest, for whatever reason, into what they were doing and was posting pictures online. And one of these technologies apparently was a cloaking device. So she shared her story on the social meds that the company was about to be hired by the Pentagon to develop cloaking devices. Now, what makes this interesting is that her last movements were actually caught on camera at the Cecil Hotel. And if you haven't seen the footage, here's what it is. She was, appears to be acting very, very weird, very sketchy, suspicious, very, I would, I would say very frightened. She seemed very frightened. She is pressed against the wall of the elevator as though someone is trying to get close to her. And then all of a sudden she leaves the elevator. Suddenly, some say, speculate that she was pulled from the elevator. Some say that it looks as though her arms are being manipulated by invisible figures. Mm. Mm. Canadian company working on cloaking devices almost hired, potentially hired by the Pentagon at the same hotel that this girl is interested in catching photos of, does catch photos of, and then is suddenly found dead. Here's how. She was found, once again, or I already said, she was found dead in a water tank. That's a Cecil Hotel. Did she get too close to secret technology? Secret technology is being developed. It is. It's not a secret. I mean, it is a secret what it is, but it's no secret that's being developed. We know this. We know this from history with, uh, what, what is it? The B, the B, not the B-29, the B-52 bomb, not that one either. Anyways, maybe it is B-52, but it's, they have come out with so many stealth planes 
that they have denied the existence of, and then it comes out. Now, a lot of people say, well, of course you can't you know, acknowledge the existence of certain secret government technology because we don't want our enemies to know what we're doing. Okay, valid point. However, when you have a history of this said government that not only develops technology to help protect the U.S., but also to use on its citizens, that's why we need to know. Okay, so this whole argument of, well, the government has to have secrets. Okay, well, then you have that much more responsibility to be open and honest and not use it on your own citizens. So here's the deal. If they weren't being shady about shit and they weren't using it against their own people, we wouldn't necessarily need to know. But the fact that we're the guinea pigs, we need to know. We need to know. And most people believe, most people accept the fact that governments and the technology that they have access to and utilize is years ahead of where the public thinks it is. I mean, ask anybody. Do we have the same technology the government, the military uses? Fuck no, of course not. Of course not. The most technologically advanced thing you have, I believe, unless you, you know, you're super, is your smartphone. Or a Tesla or something like that. But to think about time travel and invisibility coming to the public, it's incredible. But then when you think of it being used on the public, that's even scarier. Here's what we know. An extraordinary amount of people go missing every year in the U.S. An extraordinary amount. And there have been an extraordinary amount of people, some harder to believe than others, yes, that claim that there are secret projects being funded by taxpayer money. That's you. That's me. Imagine somebody coming to you and saying, hello, Mr. Mrs. whatever the fuck. How would you like to donate $10 to us kidnapping kids and experimenting on them without their knowledge? You'd be like, fuck, get the fuck out of here. Okay, well, guess what? It's happening. But you don't get asked whether you want to or not. You pay your taxes like a good patriot. You pay your taxes like a good American citizen. And you think your money is going to schools and it's going to pave roads and it's filling in potholes. It is not, motherfuckers. It is not. I mean, not all of it. I'd say very rare of it. The amount of fucking potholes we have everywhere. It is not hard for me to believe, at least for myself that there are projects out there that are taking advantage of the homeless population of the amount of missing kids, the amount of homeless kids that are out there, the amount of child trafficking that takes place that we learn about every single fucking day. It is not hard for me to believe that these things are happening and that government agencies are making it happen. 
what's hard for me to believe is people like Al Balik that has traveled 100,000 years in the future and then comes back. And it's all opened up by a campy 80s movie. I, that's hard for me to believe. So once again, going on kind of a theme that we've had here on UFO No. Disinformation. What better way to throw people off of a trail than for people to be looking at something that an experiment, a device that creates cloaking and teleportation that's then completely, completely, what's the word, diluted, uh, taken for a ride, whatever, I'm losing my words, by a guy who sent in to spread this story. Now, mind you, Al Balik had a PhD in engineering. I didn't mention that. He had a PhD in engineering. That's another thing. Why are all these people accredited, government officials, university professors, why do they all seem tied to the government? Every single one of them. Bob Lazar, Stephen Greer. I know he poke on him a lot. But, I mean, come on. You got a guy who's charging money to go and conjure ET experiences. How can you not be skeptical? You should be. You should also be skeptical of any government that tells you they're, <laughs> they're there to protect you, to take care of you. Why? Let me ask you that because you pay your taxes that that means that they're that they need you somehow. They print trillions of dollars. Just print it out of nowhere. They need your tax money? No. No. You are cog in the machine. And the machine that continues to hide and cover up secrets from the American public. I do believe the Philadelphia experiment happened, but I don't know if I believe Al Balik. I don't know. That's a hard one for me to swallow. That is a hard one for me to swallow. But what do you think? What do you think, all my lovely conspiracy nuts out there? What do you think? You think Al Balik is full of shit, or you think he's for real? I don't, man, that's a hard one. I Once again... The Philadelphia experiment, I think that that's fully plausible, but I it's hard for me to uh it's hard for me to believe the uh the Al Balik story. But I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear from you. What do you think about this tale? What do you think about this story? Al Balik, Philadelphia experiment, Montauk project. What do you think about all that? And I and I I say, you know, you should definitely go look these things up and look into them. Um because it is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So anyways, once again, thank you all for joining another fantastical episode of UFO No. Once again, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash UFO No podcast. Just share the episode. Helps out a lot. Go support Clarkson CBD Co. Use that promo code UFO No. All one word, save 10%. Or punch in Black Friday, save 20%. Or on the 20th to the 1st, there's going to be some crazy deals on that website. Anyways, 
Love you all. Thank you very much. And once again, uh, beware the government. They're shoisty bastards.